If you're looking to get pregnant, this is for you. I am Saskia Roel and I've helped thousands of women in their fertility journey, including everyone from Oscar-winning celebrities, A-listers, entrepreneurs, and stay-at-home-to-be moms. Here's what I know to be true about unexplained infertility. Your body is not broken. There is nothing wrong with you. It's not bad karma. Your body can do this when you find the root cause of your infertility. Everything changes and you can finally heal and get pregnant. If you're looking for the missing piece to your fertility journey and the real truth from a science-based and energetic perspective, welcome. In this episode, I want to talk with you about birthing. Because there are so many women who have trouble conceiving because they fear birth. And if you have fears about birth and you're not alone, and because there are so many women who have that, I'm going to have six episodes at least about birthing, the birth of my five children and the birth of my first book. and. In these episodes, you may experience it as an energetic download. And I do this because I I so truly believe that there is so much to learning how to surrender. Surrender to the idea that you can get pregnant. Surrender to the idea that your body is fertile and knows how to get pregnant and carry your baby and to the experience of birth itself, and also the arrival of the baby and the birth of you as a mother. So telling you about surrender is one thing. I like you to go to go on a journey with me and get an idea what that means. And I like you to show what the full power of surrender is what the power of surrender can do to the wisdom of your body. During my five births, I felt the profound power of surrender, like nothing I have ever experienced. And I wish that I had access to that same depth of surrender in other areas. It was so profound that I'm going to read the birth stories to you from my book, The Naked Truth of Unexplained Infertility. If you want to read the stories or if you want to get a free chapter, go to the naked truth of unexplainedinfertility.com. You can, when you go there, also get weekly audios of one of the stories I will read. For a whole year, you will get every week on a Wednesday, the pregnancy pick me up where there's lots of tips and tools. And I read you the audio story and there's many, many resources if you're wanting to get help to get pregnant. And that's the naked truth of unexplainedinfertility.com. So in this episode... I'm going to read the story of the birth of my oldest, and I want to take you with me on that journey, because if I think back to the birth of my children, there is absolutely nothing that can compare with these levels of complete 
complete surrender to my body and to my soul. And I I want to somehow convey that to you. And I believe that if the world knew about how sacred birthing could be, it, it could be one of the most profound moments of your life. Birthing, to me, I believe it's a lost art. And I, of course, I realize not every woman has experienced the birthing experience she envisioned. Some of us can not birth naturally in certain situations. And of course, the safety of you and your baby should always come first. But I believe that you can, and if possible, should give birth. And as I call it, not labor. If you if you can give natural birth and the odds are in your favor, think about it, that this is the most extraordinary experience you can give yourself, your baby. Unfortunately, in the world, there has been so much in the media. There are so many celebrities, influencers who have shared stories where it was horrible, or maybe your friends too, or maybe your mom. I I want you to open your mind that it can be a magnificent, profound experience. The story I'm going to read to you is about Florian, our first time, our first child who was born in Taiwan. Preparation for my first delivery did not reach any further than learning how to wash a plastic baby doll in a Taiwanese hospital. But all my births were sacred to me. It is 3 a.m. and it's my due date, January 13th. We park in front of the hospital and my husband, Seep, helps me out of the car. The nurse looks at me. I'm panting and in the middle of a contraction. And she says, hospital full, no stay. We must have looked like Mary and Joseph. I ignore her comments and sit down on a bench in the hallway. What was she telling us in her best English? I could hardly talk because the next wave washed over me. I'm getting my baby now, I mumble. Full hospital, no bed for you, she says, trying to communicate her authority again. Another nurse comes along and she looks at me and she points at the stretcher behind a curtain in the emergency room. Lie down, is all she says. I climb on the stretcher and wonder what will happen next. My files are lost. It takes the nurse a while to figure out what to do. Even though I visited this Chinese hospital every couple of weeks for the last seven months, they can't find my name. However, I know that Taiwanese women have babies here, and I figure if they can do it, so can I. The contractions are coming within seconds instead of minutes now. The doctor is not in sight, and I wonder if they know how far dilated I am. I can feel my baby dropping. The pressure is hard to resist. Steve keeps reassuring me I'm doing fine, that I have all the time in the world, and I know I don't. Suddenly another nurse comes in, and she moves me into a room with patients who recover after operations, 
and their family members are there to help. It's a custom that foreign is to us. It's a room with at least eight people. Family members are lying on the floor and the patients are in their beds. And there I am. I feel so uncomfortable and I feel my baby coming, but I can't allow it. I sit on my leg and I push the baby's head up into my belly. Never in my life will I push up again. It goes against my body's wisdom. Nobody is here to help me. And I really need assistance. The gynecologist had told me over and over to never push if no one was there. He said I could rip open and die. I'm not looking forward to that. So I push up instead of down. For one divine moment, I sit still and pull my legs up. Due to this odd movement, an old lady peeks behind my legs and she shrieks and stands up from her chair. She runs to find a doctor. The old woman must have been an angel sent to save me. Her tone of urgency set something in motion. Within seconds, invisible hands roll me into the delivery room. It's dark and everything feels cold and metallic as the nurse straps me onto a small iron table. My legs are in stirrups. I can't move yet because I'm afraid I will roll off the rather small table. After she leaves, I'm alone. Sip is taken to another room to change his clothes. My contractions are gone. I feel very peaceful, though I'm confused about what to do next. Dr. Chen steps in. Suddenly all is well. I'm saved. My favorite doctor looks at me with questioning eyes. He thinks I am doing this too, too fast, given this is my first baby. He checks to see how far dilated I am. You can push, he says, speaking the magic words, though they are too late. I have pushed my baby up and tucked him tightly back into my womb. I have no push contractions. My belly has come to a rest. Everyone stares at me, including Seep. You go and push, says Dr. Chen again. I wish he knew how he was too late with his encouraging words. And then I take a breath as if I have a push contraction, but there's nothing there. I pretend that I feel another one and I reach deep within with all my power. I connect my mind, my body, and my spirit to this baby's soul. And suddenly everything feels easy and effortless. Whoosh! Florian is born in one beautiful movement. A moment later, Dr. Chen holds him like a trophy in the air. You've birthed a son, he says with pride. 30 years ago, this culture openly believed it was far better to birth a baby boy than a girl, and my husband would be celebrated for his young potential. Dr. Chen is proud of Sip and very happy at this auspicious moment, as if he had played a major role in creating the gender of our child. He smiles at Sip and gives him a thumbs up, as if to say, good work. I feel as if I'm not of this world. 
as I hold our newborn in my arms. You are so beautiful, are the first words I say to Florian. Before I know it, they take him away, roll me out of the room. My stretcher is pushed again against the wall. Only 15 minutes have passed since I was in the same spot. The old lady who saved me is fast asleep on the floor. This was the birth of my first child. And here's the lesson about that. No matter if you are in a foreign country or if you don't speak the language or the fact that you're all alone or that the hospital is full, all of that aside, your body does the job. Your body doesn't care if the hospital is full or if you don't understand Chinese or... or any of that, your body is focused on one task only that she knows to do so well and that she's designed to do, and that's birthing. Your body is designed to birth. Your body is designed to get pregnant and carry your baby, and trust that. And don't go in waiting to create the perfect circumstances. And of course, you can do that as much as possible. But no, your body is equipped to do this. Thanks so much for listening. If you're looking to get pregnant, I want to help you. Go to the description for a link to set up a fertility consultation or take our fertility blog quiz or the is my egg ready for my baby quiz to figure out what is stopping you from conceiving your baby. I am sending you so many sweet baby whispers. My wish for you is to become a happy mom.